And we are back, and we are the Run Duo. I am Tommy Mitchell. What's up, y'all? And I'm India Cook. What's going on, <laughs> India? Nothing much, you know, just, you know, same old, same old, just a little work and um, doing my thing over here. How about you? Oh, about the same, about the same. This is episode number 86. Yes. Um, you know, we climbing up there, little by little, little by little, little. We, we, we are up there up. i'm excited about it <laughs> exactly so um kind of tell us what's going on with you oh man so i know that i think the last time we chatted i was telling you how i was doing physical therapy and trying to get myself back together and hopefully entering into some marathon training for the summertime um but what i decided to do my initially when i was working um a couple weeks ago i was working with a a physical therapist that was virtual. Um, and I was like, you know what, I think I need to connect with someone local just to really see how they can really, you know, connect with my body and figure out what needs to be done. Get some real, like, full assessments, put your eyeballs on me fully and see what's going on. So now I am working with um, Dr. Danny. We had her on episode 64 of the podcast, but I actually approached her more so on the run coaching and physical therapy side. Um, so even though I am a run coach, I honestly do not like making my own plans. I know that sounds so weird, <laughs> but I prefer someone else do my plan, someone that can push me out of my comfort zone, um, someone that knows, you know, just kind of gets me out of my own head. Um, and so, but of course, before working with the run coaching piece with Dr. Danny, she said, let's make sure physically you can even accommodate having a full consistent training schedule, being that I do have some big races lined up for the fall. Um, so right now for this week, um, the next four weeks, she's got me still doing some PT stuff um, and getting me back consistent with at least running three, four days a week um, and going from there. So it's been really interesting. I had an amazing initial assessment with her, went to her office. She had me doing all this stuff, running on the treadmill, adjusting and <laughs> squats and jumps and leaps and, you know, just a full PT assessment. Um, so it was great. I felt really good about it. And I'm excited to be working with her. Um, she has me hooked up on the app. We chat almost every day. I put my, I'm a good, I'm a good patient slash client as a, as a coach, people, hopefully people will like to work with me, but I try to make sure I give my follow-ups because I know as a coach, I like when my clients are engaging and actually doing what I ask them to do and putting it in, in, in the program to make sure that I can see what they're doing. So that's what I'm doing. That's what okay. I'm doing. Well, uh, hopefully we can get you strong for the fall. Yes, that's my plan. And you know what is so funny, Tommy, let me ask you this. Do you warm up and cool down when you run? Mm, sometimes, not always, depends on you know, what, how much time I have. So a reason why I was asking, do you warm up and cool down? A big part of my workouts have been not a big part, but ensuring that I'm getting like 10 minutes of warm up, 10 minutes of cool down. And either it is a brisk walk at like four miles per hour or, um, and including drills within that. But it's just one of those things where I would warm up and cool down prior to this, but it would be doing my sets of drills. It would be like two minutes, you know what I'm saying? And then going. But now that I'm doing warm-ups and cool downs, I can definitely feel a difference. And I can definitely like a full time frame of it, not just, okay, let me do some leg swings. Let me do some high knees. <laughs> let me do a couple of dynamic stretches and be out the door. But literally now it's, let me really walk. Let me get some drills in at the same, give me also get some drills in and then take off. And literally my body feels warmer and not just making sure that I'm kind of stretched out per se. Yeah. So it's 
interesting, but it's a mind shift definitely. And like you said, the time thing, you have to give yourself time to warm up. That's 10 minutes or whatever it is, and then do your workout and then cool it on down. So, yeah, um, I got used to warming up and cooling down uh, when I was doing the hands and stuff, because that's part of theirs. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it's a, <laughs> you had to get up. I had to get up 30 minutes earlier because, you know, you might do a mile of a warm up and then a mile right. of cool down. So yeah, mm-hmm. it, it definitely makes a difference. I, I definitely will say that. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. So I think that that right now is the biggest shift for me. Um, and then just the different exercises and stuff that she has me doing are very specific to my injuries, um, which is the shins, but I have different parts of my shins that have some discomfort. And so I just really appreciate the specialized, the specialized training that I'm obtaining. So well, I, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. When you said you were getting PT and you weren't getting Doc, Dan- I was, I was kind of like, know. you ain't, you ain't gonna oh. use Doctor Danny. I mean, I know, so I know. I'm was- glad you did make it, make it over there. <laughs> yes, I did, I did. Doctor Danny has been amazing. So, we'll see. My uh, fall goals maybe shifted a little bit, but some of them will still happen. So we'll see. Okay. Well, sounds good. I have no fall goals except to play in the snow. So, <laughs> you know. We'll see what happens. I actually would love to run a marathon. I just don't, I don't know how I would be able to train for it at this time. So maybe not this year, maybe no marathon this year, but definitely um, I'm looking, maybe I'll do a a spring marathon next year. Right. You know, something to that effect. So we shall see. Before we get too far going on the this episode, I want to give a huge shout out to the race. The you know, race. we love the race. We have been a part of the race since the beginning of time. And for our new listeners, the race is a 5K and half marathon that takes place here in Atlanta, Georgia, typically in October. This year, they are bringing it back in person. But the race is done for us by us, meaning um, African-American individuals, Um, of course, inclusive to everyone, but it definitely does charitable give back to the African-American community as well as businesses. Um, And it's just amazing. It is a party on the pavement, a family reunion, and they just recently announced that Lululemon um, is returning as their um, as their vibranium level corporate sponsor for the race 2021, which is amazing. So of course, the race will have access to their platform and of course spotlighting the amazing growth that the race will have. And I just love that Lululemon is a brand that continues to be a stand-up brand in regards to diversity and inclusion. Um, arena. They definitely are, are basically taking a stance on humanity, diversity, and empathy without ex, without exceptions is what they're saying. So they want to ensure that they are including everyone. And congratulations to the race for continuing to have that partnership. And it's just a big deal. So congratulations. Most definitely. And I love that vibranium. Yes. Yes. <laughs> kind of when I read that, I was kind like, yes, like, vibranium. All right, vibranium. <laughs> <laughs> yes, vibranium. So yes, I'm very excited for them. And you know, good things coming. I've actually, Tommy, have I've had about three friends message me on social media asking me about the race, and they're actually going to be here in the fall to run it. They actually live out of town. So listen, I'm excited to meet some people that um, are on my social that I have not met in person. Well, I think also the fact that it wasn't in person last year makes people mm-hmm. even more want to get out the house, come to Atlanta mm-hmm. and run. So I think For it's sure. it's going to be one on a lot of people's race calendar. Yes, definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yes. 
So, India, if you mm -hmm. ran a world record, how long do you think it, it's going to stand? When you say you ran it, you ran it last night. How long do you think your world record would stand? Can I get a year? Can I get a year of that excitement? I know where you're going with this, Tommy. Can I get a year of excitement? Two days. Two, Two days. days old. I mean, yes. these, these people out here putting it up and down. So, yes. um, and I mean, it's not surprising. Um, the young lady's name is, uh, her last name is Gida. Gidi. She is from Ethiopia, I want to say. Hold on. Yes, let me she just is. She's yeah, from she's from Ethiopia because it was during the Ethiopian Olympic trials. Yes. Um, that was held in the Netherlands, which I, I ain't going to lie, I'm a little sad. Why is the Ethiopian Olympic trials held in the Netherlands? But that's their business. I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> but um, she clocked 29 minutes, uh, 1.03 seconds. So, and she beat, uh, who was the uh, young lady? Miss Hassan. Safan Hassan. Yeah, yep. who had said it uh, two days earlier. So she dropped it by, yeah, mm -hmm. by 5.79 seconds. And the thing is, uh, she said, now she owns the 5,000 meter and the 10,000 meter world records right now. She's 23 mm -hmm. years old. And she said, oh, I expected to run a world record. Oh. That's, I mean, that's got like. got that Alephine person, that Alephine <laughs> attitude. I love it. I, she I love it. She was like, oh, did I want a world record? Well, I expected to, to, to run a world record. Yeah. Now, um, of course, they were using the, and I'm using air quotes, the controversial um, lights. Mm -hmm. um for the for the race i personally don't think the lights make i mean you can show me world record lights i can't keep up with mm -hmm. them so I, I don't see how the right. lights make that big of a difference <laughs> you still gotta go <laughs> exactly right. you, you still gotta, gotta run it so i'm not right. saying i don't think that's an unfair advantage personally um mm -hmm. but some people do so i just i air quote the controversial um world record lights were used in the race yeah so definitely so congratulations to, to Safan Hassan for doing the world record. And then two days later, um, Miss Giddy um, was able to break the, that world record from two days ago. And you know what's so crazy, Tommy, is that prior to those two ladies doing those world records, the initial um, record before that was like four years and 20-something yeah. years. Yeah. So it was like the fact that, and that's why I said, can I get a year of glory? Can I get a year of glory? So... That means that things are changing, times are changing, and people are crushing it out here. So congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, congratulations to them both, as you said. But I mean, yeah, give 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 her a couple of days, you know, before that happens. And you know, the Olympics are coming. What is it? What are we, eighty something days out? How many days? Are we a month out? <laughs> Where are we? Um, but the Olympics are coming, so we could see more world records falling this summer. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it is. I mean, I'm just really excited to see all the different things that are happening in general within running. I know here some people have asked me, but we don't talk a lot about track. Um, I mean, we dibble and dabble in track um, in regards to kind of things that are going on. I, I love a good track meet on TV and I love going to a good track meet. Um, but of course, road racing is our love um, because we are road racers. But <laughs> Track and field is heating up right now. Like they really have some people that are putting down the times and I'm just excited to see it. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm definitely excited to see it. I, I don't really get, I, I kind of stick with the 5,000, 10,000 meters mm -hmm. just because I feel like that's where future marathoners are coming from. True. So that's why I kind of pay attention to that. I don't really pay that much attention to 100, 200, 400 um, that often, but 
you know, with the Olympics coming, of course, we'll probably be paying attention to everything because it's going to be right in front of us on the TV screen. Oh, yeah. I'm all in it for sure when it comes to that. So we definitely have to pay attention to kind of what's happening. But um, in the speaking of the road racing, the track club announced the big, big that are come out, coming out to run the Peachtree Road Race. I am super excited about it. So, of course, Alephine Tuliamuk, as well as Jake Riley and Abi is going to be out. So from kind of a repeat from the trials. So they are going to be running the Peachtree Road Pro race this year and I'm excited to see I don't know about y'all but I'm gonna be out there and even though I'm run walking it I will be out there to see the greatness because you know they'll be done before I even get started <laughs> well you know in, in in I'm gonna keep up with them I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm just you know I'm gonna start with them I'm gonna finish with them so yes. you know I'll, I'll I'll let you know how it is let right? me know <laughs> let me know what let me know what kind of gels and stuff they <laughs> right there with them Tommy I'm here for it I am here for yes, it yes indeed you know if anybody thinks I'm serious no I am not <laughs> I will be on a bike or something, right? Exactly. I will, I'll, be, I'll be on a scooter. <laughs> I'll be on a scooter trying to keep up with them. Um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna walk, run it, and uh, you know I might grab me. I might have a Bud Light, Bud Light on me too. I don't know. I'm gonna enjoy yeah. my peach tree again this year. Yes, I'm really excited for it and good to see it. And of course, something that is different that happened this year with Peachtree is that the T-shirt was revealed before the day. Yeah, of. yeah. So for everyone that um, is not used to the Peachtree Road Race, so there is usually there is a T-shirt contest or a design contest for the Peachtree Road Race T-shirt. It's a huge deal. Um, you have to submit your T-shirts. They give you kind of a theme. You have a time frame to submit it. You have to stay within the parameters. The last two years, I've been able to be a part of the judging of the top 10, which has been really, really fun for me. Um, but usually you can vote on the t-shirts, but you don't know what the final result is until you cross the finish line at the Peach Free Road Race on July 4th. And that has been tradition. But of course, in true changing up of things fashion, because we know that the, the world is just different right now. Um, the Peach Tree t-shirt was actually announced last week and it was the design that I wanted. Not necessarily the color, but the design that I wanted. So I'm really excited about it. And we got to see it. And for those that are doing it virtual, those t-shirts will be coming to your to your door. And for those that are in person, you will get them on the day. So. Mm, okay. So I will get it on the day? Okay. I thought they were sending them out. I'm sorry. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. I, oh, I don't know. I was just asked because I, I saw people getting them in the mail. So I was like, oh, maybe mm -hmm. mine is coming. Did you too. sign up for the expo? I think you could get them. I don't. You may be able to get I them don't. at the expo. Because you I have don't to sign know. up for your time slot for the expo. So those for those people that are in person and did not pay for your, um, did not pay to have anything mailed, you actually will need to sign up for a time slot to go to the expo. It's not a free for all this year. So you want to ensure that you are checking your race sign up. Um, and sign up for an expo time slot as well. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go take a look at it. But yeah, I'm excited uh, to to for the piece to be in person. So it should be a nice, nice, nice weekend. Yes, I'm excited about it. That's I think that's the next excitement that I have. For really, I mean, I hope you got some something else coming before then. Yes. I mean, I'm doing virtual 5K, Alpha virtual 5K, but I'll you know be walking that with Braxton. But before July 4th, I don't have any races on the docket. You know what, Braxton sound like he's been doing some running. He has not actually. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> he has been trying. He's been uh -huh. coming out to do a little bit of walk run with me. Uh -huh. um, but he tore his Achilles in 2018, and I don't think his legs have been completely back healed. to where they, yeah, com you know, completely 
completely to where they are. And he definitely will have to do some stretching and stuff, a lot of stretching and rehabbing like fully before he can like just go completely out the gate. But I yeah. will give it to him. He's been coming on my on my 20 minute runs every now and then. And and Big Coco, our dog, has also been running alongside for the little couple <laughs> meters that we <laughs> I saw your um the video, the one you did on the shoes, the flip-flops. Yes. Oh, you know, yeah. yeah, you know, it was hilarious because literally like the week before I had seen because I, I wear the old school um, soccer uh, recovery uh, flops. That's what mm -hmm. I, call, I call them soccer, Adidas soccer uh, recovery flops. But mm -hmm. I had looked at, you know, because uh, Hoke Oni Oni, I think they have some stuff like that. Yeah, and I remember I was thinking similar. I was going to be like, yeah, I should tell India to do something on on that. And then like I look and there you are, you did it already. Yeah, so. <laughs> I did it. So I love the recovery sandals. They I have them on right now as we're talking. Literally, I wear them 24 seven <laughs> um, unless I have to put on running shoes or go somewhere. But they are very good recovery. So, of course, for me, um, I, like I said in the video, I'm one of those people that typically run, walks around barefoot. If I'm at home, I have on yeah. socks or nothing at all. Um, and what I've learned is because I have such a flat foot and because I'm also recovering from injury, you need to have that support all the time and not just in your running shoe. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's definitely, it's technically not as healthy as it needs to be with me walking around barefoot. So I was like, let me invest. I see the, I've been seeing these, these recovery sandals all over the place, but Tommy ain't gonna lie to you. I was like, who paying $50 for some recovery flops? Like I was yeah. just like, who's doing that? Um, but then once I got, once I'm in this interest space and I'm trying to do everything that I can to do some recovery, I was like, let me just invest And honey. They are the best things I don't put on my feet. So <laughs> they, I yeah. will keep these on rotation on the Christmas list of giving me a new pair of these if I need <laughs> them every year, but you know, I will definitely keep them on rotation because I really like them. So, and I wanted yeah. to compare them to the Hoka on a, Hoka yeah. on a, on a, um, slides as well because those are similar in regards to them being a recovery slide and taking off the um the pressure that you have on your joints and knees and back and everything with whatever strike that you have to the ground yeah and i mean you know for me i think we've talked about it before on the podcast what it takes for us to change like to mm -hmm. go from something we're doing to go to something else and like i said i've been wearing the adidas uh i call them the adidas uh soccer flops since mm -hmm. I was like in high school, um, I got them right. when I like when I played football, my feet would hurt. And I started my I have a half brother who played soccer and he mm -hmm. said, you need to get these. These are perfect. Right. And they were because, you know, they have the little knobs or whatever, mm -hmm. kind of give your, your foot a massage. And over time, I've just stuck with them. But then I saw the Hoke Oni Oni ones and I was like, should I? Should I change? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it takes a little something. And like you said, it ain't like they cheap, you know, that you, you, you spend mm -hmm. a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. But. Definitely if I, um, well, you know, I got to train for the race. So that's going to be a half mm -hmm. marathon training. So maybe when I start training for the race, I might switch just, you yeah. know, because I, I'll be running so much more. I'll probably be able to tell, really tell the difference in my recovery. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I definitely feel a difference. And honestly, since I've been wearing these all the time, mm -hmm. I feel a big difference when I don't have them on. So now when I walk around, if I, if, if I end up walking around the house or walk from the bathroom to wherever without them, I'm like, ooh, I can really feel it. Um, I can really feel the difference and I'm just happy to have them on. So literally as soon as I take my running shoes off or sneakers, I, I slide these suckers right on. So yeah. Yeah, I need two Very pair. I have one for inside, one for one for outside, I think is what mm -hmm. I'll do. Yeah. Um, because you know, of course I want to put them on after you run. Cause you definitely like if yes. you run a marathon, you definitely need something like that. 
because you want to take your sure. your shoes off. You want to take your sneakers off um, oh, yes. and, and put something else on. So you definitely need something right. like that. Well, you know, but, something that I thought about, too, when it came to the cost, Tommy, was we spent so well, I'll speak for myself. I spent so much money on sneakers and finding the right sneakers. And if you watch some of my other videos, I know somebody commented on how many uh tennis shoes I have in my closet I'm like I spend so much money on sneakers I need to also spend something on recovery that I will use on a consistent basis and not just when I run and if it's going to help me on the, in the long run why not yeah while you're talking about money on you know running a tie well shoes um attire running attire is is not cheap as well I actually I went to um I needed some I split some running pants some running shorts so I was like, okay, because I, I like to keep at least three pair, um, yeah. you know, that I, so I can, you know, then, you know, have to wash or whatever. So I went mm -hmm. to Dick's looking for some, some Nike, uh, some Nike running uh, shorts. They didn't have any. Um, mm -hmm. Dick's has a new line that they're putting out themselves, which mm -hmm. I actually, and it was pretty cool because I've, you know, Target has a line that I've tried that I did not like. Um, so I was a little yeah. like, okay, mm -hmm. I, I'll give them a try. The cool thing about the the Dick's line is they're not that expensive. They're like, you know, I mean, if you go to um, Ross or um, what's the Max other? TJ Maxx, you'll probably find cheaper shorts. But okay. I just get tired of wearing just black shorts. I like to find something yeah. with different colors. And you can't do that at Ross and TJ Maxx. So mm -hmm. Dick's does have in their line some different colors. Um, and the fit is pretty good as far as I can tell so far. I bought about three pair and they're about 30 bucks. And then I, I think I bought a pair that was on clearance for like 22. Um, but they had different colors. It wasn't just a black short. So that's now, what I like about them. are they like line shorts? They have yeah, the, they're the, line. Yeah. The line. Okay. Yeah. So the, the one, go ahead. Uh, now I said, I know that there's sometimes guys have the little, the underwear lining inside. Some, some of them have the biker shorts lining in the inside there's yeah and then some are just free yeah i don't honestly i'm not a big fan of the lining because i do wear like a biker short type underwear when i run right. so okay. i'm not a big fan of the lining. it doesn't bother me but this right. these do have the lining i kind of do like it when it's just free because when you wear biker shorts and you have the lining sometimes it can be a bit much yeah. but these i've run in them they're fine I, I don't feel any you know any difference really um because yeah. i already have some that are kind of like that I'm, mm. I haven't tried any that come with the biker shorts in the shorts yet. Number one is, I, I, I don't know, for some reason, I don't feel like those are running shorts. I don't know why I, I feel that way. Because, you know, they'll have like the little place for your phone. I guess they're running. I honestly only buy running shorts that on the label say running. I don't like trainers mm. and, you know, stuff like that because I'm not positive. If Maybe it's a ladies thing. I'm all about, like, I don't wear shorts anyway because, yeah. honey, I start fires with these thighs. <laughs> but, I mean, I wear shorts. Let me not lie. I wear shorts, but I don't wear, I wear biker shorts. So, if you see mm -hmm. me in shorts, you're going to see me with the biker span, spandex shorts on yeah. versus just, like, a split short or something. If I have on split shorts, please understand I'm not running. And then also understand that I like you yeah you're just not gonna catch me out here i need some compression i need something i tell people I, i'm gonna start a fire i literally went out to the um, atlanta track clubs all comers track meet last week and i had on some just regular split shorts they were from target they didn't have mm -hmm. i didn't have on any lining but i knew i wasn't running but then uh, of course something got in me and i was like oh i need to do my my 20 minute run that i'm supposed to on pt and i was like let me just run around the track honey i did one lap i was like nope <laughs> nope Nope. I was like, these thighs are eating up these shorts. 
start a fire. Negative. Oh my god. So yeah. So you won't catch me in shorts, but I appreciate the shorts. They do have the biker shorts mm-hmm. underneath it with the shorts. So yeah. Yeah, they they're getting more popular on the well. They're advertised more on the men's side. I've, I'm starting to see more and more of them. I just mm-hmm. haven't haven't uh, gotten into them yet. It might be a good thing. I don't know. But I can't um, yeah. hold my phone on me. Like, so I'm not your clientele for 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 um, for brands that market to the the tights or the shorts with the pockets. Like, I don't yeah. really need that because I'm one of those people. I'm either gonna have a, my spy belt or something mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Um, because I feel like I feel weighed down. And then if my phone, I have an iPhone, but if, if I put my phone in my pocket and I'm running and I feel like my pants are being pulled down by the phone moving, like that's just not the look. So, <laughs> yeah, you know me, I'm, I'm desperately looking for a way not to have to carry a phone at all. So, you know, I know you are. yeah, if, 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 if we ever get a watch that can do everything like that, I'm, I'm going to be, Hey, I'm in line. What's up? Let's get one. Yes. Speaking of watches, Tommy, Uh let me tell you something. And I don't know if anybody saw it in my last two posts, I think. I've been double watching it. So listen, I, Saturday, it was raining outside. I was outside getting my warm up in. As soon as I finished my warm up, my 20 minute run was about to start. I stopped my watch because I do my warm ups and my workouts separately. Like I don't like to put them in the same tracking. My watch, my Garmin was like saving. And it would not go out of saving mode to go so that I could start another run. What? Oh my gosh. I was so mad because at this point I'm like running in the house, trying to get my rain jacket because it was, it was literally pouring outside Mm -hmm. trying to find my other, I have another Garmin. Mm Y'all don't judge me. I have two garments. So I was trying to find my other Garmin and get that one hooked up because I was like, I want to, I'm just in that phase right now where I need to track my progress. And so if I'm running by time versus distance nowadays, which is very different for me, but I'm like, I need to track my progress. So like the last couple of runs I've been running with, it finally reset, but I've been running with my, my two garments on because I'm like, one of y'all going to track this workout. (laughs) Y'all not going to play with me. So if y'all see me on social media with two garments on, don't judge a girl. Maybe at some point I might switch over, but I do have two garments right now. <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, I have a backup garment myself, but I, I don't think I wear both of them. <laughs> I wear both of them just because because the thing about it is the 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 backup one I don't have it synced to everything. And so it's one of those things where like my Strava and everything synced to the old one that was tripping this weekend. Yeah. And I hate to manually add exercises. That's just yeah. a pet peeve of mine. But I'm like, I refuse to have this one, my old garment to act up. And then I don't have no stats for the other one. So on, you know, so I just work it on out. Maybe, um, maybe Koros and, and every Polar and everybody's trying to get me to switch over. Maybe <laughs> they heard us talking about it a couple of weeks ago and trying to get me to switch yeah. over. It's going to be hard to get me off a of Garmin, um, but you know, it's, I, you know, like I said, if they can come up with one that's accurate and everything, I'm, you know, I might go ahead and say goodbye to Garmin. Yeah. But um, now we were off before we came on the air, we were talking about the, the French open press yes. conference with, um, well, and I'm sorry, what Osaka is that? Mm-hmm. Naomi Osaka, Naomi Osaka, who I actually really like, honestly, yeah, me to me, Naomi Osaka probably, um, showed her colors more than anybody during the whole, you know, protest um, 
period of, of the past year, you know, she wore mm-hmm. face masks with the names of the people that were killed by police officers. So, you know, she's, she's you know, I guess you would call a, a down young lady. She's been representing. Yeah, yeah, she definitely, and she's, she's not, she's not from the U.S. She's from mm-hmm. Japan. She's straight up from Japan. She has a, is her father African-American or is he African? I don't remember. Um, but um, she's from Japan, but, you know, she, she, she's found a voice. Um, during this past year, uh, you know, kind of standing up for, you know, social stuff. But mm-hmm. anyway, she, I don't know what she's ranked in the world. She's up there because she is a Grand Slam winner. I think she's mm-hmm. run four Grand Slams so far. She's uh, not that old. She's in her early 20s. But mm-hmm. she, um, so first, she wins her first round match at the French Open. Mm-hmm. Um, she does her interview on on the actual um, court. Then they're supposed to have now from what i understand not everybody has to do a press conference after their matches it's just certain players of course she's a very popular player so they try to make her accessible to the media well mm-hmm. i don't know if she just said she wouldn't do it or she just didn't show up or what happened i don't know that part of it but in the end the press conference didn't happen so the french open said you know what oh you're not gonna do press conferences Okay, well, first we're going to find you $15,000. Now, the first thing I thought when they, I saw that, I was like, what, she can give you her watch and probably pay $15,000. Bro, I mean, she's worth millions. Exactly. Like, like, $15,000 is like okay. a dollar, to, okay. a dollar to, you know, it's but, like a drop and, in the bucket. And I think they kind of figured out that. that They tried her, yeah. Yeah, like, She was oh. like, here. Let me write, let me. Well, yeah, yeah, where's my pen? Let me, let me get you, let me get this. Hold up. I don't even need a pen. Hey, hand me my purse. I think I got it. I think I got it on me. So they doubled down and said, and if you don't show up moving forward, we might disqualify you from not only this Grand Slam, but Grand Slam, that's the WTA or whoever the, you know, the officials are for uh, world tennis. We might disqualify you from upcoming um grand slams right so um she was like oh really okay well if you, if you want to do that mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. but I I, i'm support. i'm good i'll just go ahead you know because i don't i don't want to be a distraction i'm out mm-hmm. now i will say this now at, at least as far as i can tell from the media that she did not voice that the reason she didn't want to do the press conference is because of, you know, she mentally didn't want to do it. Like she feels anxiety from mm-hmm. doing them. And I mean, I ain't gonna lie before I had, as much as I love to talk before I had speech class in college, I ain't want to talk in front of people either. Tommy, so I still get nervous. <laughs> like I know y'all see me out here doing all this stuff. I still yeah. get nervous before lives and interviews. Like I still have a lot of anxiety behind all of this. So I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine being a celebrity and having to, you know, do all these press conferences, especially if it's just not your personality. Yeah, exactly. So she says she gets anxiety. And, and you know, when we're talking, we don't have a whole lot of feedback. Ain't nobody really asking us a whole bunch of tough questions. Mm-hmm. Think about her in front of these grown men, um, not that she's not a grown woman, but in front of these grown men and women asking her all these questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of a side note, <laughs> Serena Williams, now this isn't about her, but just kind of Serena, I guess, has said in the past, the way she gets through press conferences is she remembers that on their best day, there's nobody in that audience that will ever play tennis as well as she does. Ooh, that's, just a, yes. that's just a little side note. Of what yes. said. But anyway, back to Osaka. 
So I don't know if she voiced that to the French Open beforehand, but once mm-hmm. she left, she put out a, a, a statement, and that's basically what she said. You know, right. that, hey, I, I get anxiety. I don't, you know, I just, I, I'm just not in the space where I wanted to do press conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't say to the point that she didn't want to ever do them again, but I guess at that point right that now, it just yeah, wasn't her day. it just wasn't her day, and maybe don't, you yeah. know, maybe don't push people when they're having a bad day. Now, mm-hmm. we can look at two sides of this. I'm, I got two sides. Yeah, you. you can look at two sides. You can look yeah. at the other side. They pay you a whole lot of money to do what you do, and the reason they can pay you money is because of fans and the way fans get news is through through the media. Yeah. So that's that's one side of it. The other side is how really important are press conferences? Right. And I mean, really, what what do you actually learn? Have you have you and, and in today's world where we can literally probably see any press conference that happens at a major um, sporting event, we can pull it up online. How many press conferences have you actually watched? Right. I don't watch them, but I, but one of my biggest reasons why I don't watch them is because none of the athletes that I ever see ever feel interest. They don't, they seem so disconnected <laughs> and disinterested. They're tired. They just yeah. got finished playing. They just want to go take a shower and probably chat with their family. Like yeah. majority in whatever sport, not just yeah. in tennis, but in every single sport, I, from the coaches to the athletes, there is so much disinterest in the press conferences. So Honestly, my take on the whole thing is, and, and I did not double down and listen to watch a lot of the, the media around this, mm-hmm. but of course you all know I came from a mental health standpoint. I personally feel that we have to set boundaries for ourselves in regards to our mental health. So if that means that you need to communicate to your publicist, communicate to whoever it is, your manager or whatever, to let them know that day is just not the day. If Mm -hmm. you know you deal with anxiety, you need to somehow put it in a contract for when you have to go to these events and they may expect whatever. I feel like that is something that needs to be done. I say kudos to her for being honest about her mental health. I feel Mm -hmm. like we need more and I, we need more people in general, but more so celebrities that come out to show that they are human too. They are people too dealing with the same issues that your every Joe Blow deals with. Um, and I think people minimize anxiety. We throw around the word anxiety for a lot, a lot of times, but anxiety is real. It causes you to freeze up. You don't want to do anything. You feel you can feel nauseous. You can feel sick to your stomach. You can sweat. You can have mental blocks. You can any and everything can happen when it can come to anxiety. And, and this isn't the first time. And I think that's the other thing. This isn't the first time that Naomi has come out about her mental health. She had a press conference, I think it was in 2018 to 2019. And she was explaining, I think they were asking her how she felt about the next day. And she was like, oh, I, I didn't feel anything because I've been depressed. And it's just like, this isn't the first time she's come out about it. So that's why I, I feel like there needs to be some kind of publicist or her manager or something needs to assist with the process of her managing. And when I say assist, figuring out how scheduling can be done for her if she's just not in a good place, right? Or making sure that when she is signing up to be a part of these, these matches and these meets that she they are aware, and maybe not, you know, you ain't got to give her a whole biological breakdown, but yeah. if there may be some potential adjustments that needs to be done, that it doesn't have to be a for sure today, because we all know anxiety can come on with the flip of the switch. You may be fine in the morning and then afterwards you may not be, you know? So I think that there, 
I appreciate her coming out about it and being open and honest about it. Of course, the fifteen thousand dollars was chump change to her, and you know, and I say that in a in a in a way of she she is worth millions of dollars. So yeah. fifteen thousand dollars really it, it was it was worth nothing because she took took a stance to stand up for herself and her mental health and setting the boundaries that were needed. So congratulations to her. I feel like more athletes need to do so. And maybe we need to look at what that looks like, um, what press conferences look like. Um, I even get frustrated when I see people getting interviewed after races and they can barely catch their breath and the mic is in their face. It's like, bro, they can't even catch their breath right now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Let alone anything else. Um, And the last thing I'll say about it is that we need to be more cautious on minimizing the fact that there are a lot of people in this world that have social anxiety, meaning being out and around people. And it has nothing to do with COVID, but just in general, like being in crowds of people is difficult. Being around people, making conversation, saying hello, like all of those things, even myself in certain settings, you're not going to see me bubbly India. You're not going to see me say, hey, I'm India. Let's chat it up. If you if you come to me, I will talk to you. Um, but I think that we need to be more cautious and conscious that there are so many people that are like that. And just because they're a celebrity and they get the attention doesn't mean in the inside they feel okay with it. Um, and I think that that's something that is a lot of times overlooked is just because you receive the attention doesn't mean that you like it. And you may be smiling on the outside, but then the inside, you could be cringing. And I feel like there's a lot of celebrities that are, are like that. And it just so happened that they have this amazing talent that is now debuted to the world and they have to show it to us. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that go along with, you know, un- you know, I don't know, fortunately or unfortunately, um, mm-hmm. if you are an elite level at anything, mm-hmm. it's not, going to be just you can go out and do that thing and then go home it's just mm-hmm. you, you just can't it's there are going to be other um uh, responsibilities that you have mainly because especially in sports sports is entertainment and mm-hmm. the only way sports survives is if you have people tune in and want to see it and they only want to tune in and see it if they can you know kind of know something about you but right. like you, like you were talking about running when people finish a race what what are you actually learning that you need to talk to about what are you learning that you're actually hey you just set the world record um how do you feel how do you, exactly how do you feel <laughs> like i'm like, tired and i can't catch my breath. exactly i'm tired as hell would you please get that mic out of my face yeah. i mean you know that's so my point is you don't i don't think it's it's that super necessary but i understand mm-hmm. why because you know it's about money it's always going to be about you know money and it's about I, the coin. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. actually, I, I, you know, one of my favorite sports um, podcasts talked about it. These guys are down in Tampa. They talk about the world champion uh, Buccaneers. So that's why I listen to them. Um, mm. and, but they talk, because they talk about everything. You don't just talk about football. They talk about all sports in the Florida and mm. Tampa area. But they're both very good journalists. So they wanted to talk about it because, of course, they do press conferences. Now, both of them fell on the side of, yeah, we should still do press conferences. But kind of kind of like the stuff I said, they said the same thing. Like, you know, half the time, you know, not everybody's a good person, you know, a good journalist. Mm-hmm. Some people ask crazy questions, ask stupid questions, try to get gotcha Unnecessary questions. Unnecessary questions. Exactly. That would drive anybody crazy. And he said, you know, unfortunately, the world's going to look at the bad journalist and group mm-hmm. us all in with him as opposed to looking at somebody that's actually good at their job. They're not going to group them all with them. So that's kind of the way they right. fell on it. But. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just want to talk about it a little bit because I, I, I kind of felt some kind of way about the way they kind of, you know, I can understand. Okay, if it's on the policy that you get fined, that's great. But mm-hmm. you could have just walked up to her and said, hey, look, we really need you. You know, you didn't have to just go out there and say, oh, we're going to kick you out of tournament. Oh, right. really? Okay. Look me, trust yeah. me. Um, Osaka got that F you money. So, okay. Exactly. I'm 20 something years old. Peace. Right. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it seems like, and of course we don't know the behind the scenes from it, but it seems like there may have been less sensitivity as to why. Yeah. And I don't know if they actually, if she explained to them why initially before all of this happened, we don't know those behind the scenes thing, but Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that there was some sensitivity to the reason of why she couldn't do it. But from what I'm seeing, it doesn't seem like it really was. And I feel like that's where we feel, I feel like we still have growth in the mental health sector to, to do better. Exactly. Exactly. Well, India, that's a good episode. I think we got, I think we, I think we got all of it. I think so. I think so. We had a good, we got good, good yeah. and we still have. Uh, uh, we still got uh, guests. I we guess. still got yes, guests. Yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> hey, well, you know, while we, you know, we got a couple of minutes before the guest comes on. Mm-hmm. Father's Day coming up. You got anything special planned for pops? I am still trying to figure out a gift. Unfortunately, I will be out of the country for Father's Day, so I won't be able to be obviously be with him. He doesn't live in Atlanta. He lives in Texas. Mm-hmm. But I won't be able to be with him. But hopefully, um, I can have a good gift sent his way. So There you go. There you go. Send yes. pops. What about you? Um, it's Father's Day. What you want? What's on your list? Nothing. Sleep. <laughs> I would, you know what I would really love? And I mean, <laughs> I would love somebody to... I would love to have a hotel room where I could just go to sleep and nobody bother me. Go to sleep, order some room service and watch some TV. I would love that because I don't get a whole lot of time by myself anymore. (laughs) For somebody somebody who had spent a lot of time, because I used to spend a lot of time. I mean, I I, I don't know. I'm not a big socialite person. I do go out, but I am very Mm -hmm. happy sitting and chilling by myself just doing stuff, you know, um, you know, playing video games, reading books, whatever. Um, and of course, that time, th- that, those days are gone. I had, pl- you know, Heather, tell me you had plenty of that before. So get over it. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that would be my father's <laughs> day. But more than likely, since we were all sick on Mother's Day, I'm going to go ahead and use mm-hmm. my father's day for Heather's mother's day. And we're going to probably go grab brunch somewhere, I think, um, on Father's Day. So that, that'll probably be what we're going to do. Maybe the aquarium, because cool. I think I get in free on, on, um, on Father's Day, because we haven't been to the aquarium. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah, so that would yeah. be nice. But because of Father's Day, we have some great guests coming on here in just a second, a father and a son, just like we did for Mother's Day. Um, we're going to have a father and a son that run together. And I, I think this one, the son is outrunning the father, but we'll see, because the father's pretty fast, too. Right, they both fast. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they quick. We'll see, we'll see who wins this one. So yes. um, anyway, so we'll bring them on in just a second. All right. And we are back with two great guests. And, and, and because Father's Day's coming up, of course, the run duo, we want to do a father and a son. So we have Sony Green and his son, Micah Green. How are you doing to guy, today, guys? We're doing well. Pretty good. Pretty good. good. Well, thank you. Good to hear. Good to hear. So um, like I said, we wanted to bring a father and a son running, runners mm-hmm. on here. Let's start with you, Sony. Yeah. How did you get into running? Because you're you're a very fast uh, runner, as I recall from the times I've seen you put down. How did you get into running? Did you start in high school, or did it something come on, you know, later in life? 
Yeah, it was uh, to the latter, right? It was later in life. Um, back in 2013, my wife joined a boot camp. And, um, and I decided to join a boot camp with her, right? Just in supporting her and decided that out of all the activities that we were doing, right? In terms of the weightlifting, the cardio activities and the running, running was one of those things that just kind of stuck, right? And one that felt really natural for me. And so 2013 was the, the, the impetus for me picking up running. And that's when my journey, my, my run journey began, right? I went into, wanted to learn more about it. So I got the coaching certification and decided to go the, the USTAF route and got the certification there as well. And just everything about running from the, the isolation piece to the group piece, I just enjoy the entire journey piece of it. Oh, that sounds great. I'm, I'm looking at your medals back there. I see you got some marathons back there. What was, <laughs> what, 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 was, uh, what was your first race? Man, this one right here, the Atlanta Marathon. When it was called the Atlanta Marathon. Oh, okay. When okay. it was called the Atlanta Marathon. Okay. Yeah, this was 2013 was my first one. And that was the last year they had it before it actually went to Publix. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So would good. you say that that's your favorite marathon? Um, I don't think it's my favorite, but it's one of the most motivational ones because it was the one where at mile 25, my mom was there. Mm. And she ran, she was running alongside that lets you know how slow I was going right at mile. <laughs> my mom was running with me. She was just encouraging me. So it's one of my most memorable one, but I think my favorite one was the Marine Corps. Mm. You know, when you run through that area of the fallen soldiers and it's so inspirational and you forget that you're in pain and you start looking at everyone else around you. Some people are crying at that moment. Mm -hmm. And that was probably my favorite one. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I've never run that one, but I did pay, I've not pace, but it's, yeah, it's I've been uh, a cheerleader at that one. Yeah, it, it's a really <laughs> well put together uh, marathon. Now, Micah, um, tell us. Okay, first off, how old are you? Uh, I'm 14. 14 years old. How did you get into running? So, um, how did I get into running? So, at first, I was playing basketball at first. So, mm -hmm. and then uh, COVID hit. So, that kind of messed everything up with my basketball and how I started to play. So, then uh, my dad really got me into running. I started working out at Effect Fitness. And then sometimes they will have, like, little running programs. So, mm -hmm. But my dad really got me into running, and I just from there started running more. Nice. Now, what is what are your distances, uh, Michael? What 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 distances do you like to run? Um, I like to run the eight and the fifteen, but I run the eight hundred, the fifteen hundred, and the three thousand. Oh okay. wow! So you do you okay. get into some of that that uh, middle distance? <laughs> For sure. Now, now, Dad, did you did you did you push him, or was it just kind of a nudge? How, how did you how did he, he get started? So it was, it was like he, he whispering, he said it was a push. <laughs> it was a push? Micah said it's a push. He over here nodding like. When, I think as, as he was explaining, when COVID hit, I mean, he was playing basketball and we thought that was going to be a sport, right? Because he mm -hmm. loves, when I say passionate, he was passionate about everything basketball. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when COVID hit, everything stopped for him. And so I wanted him to stay active. And so we went out to Big Peach and shout out to Big Peach. They helped uh, get him fitted and we started running. And he was just developing this natural speed. 
and this natural tendency to want to be in the front. Mm. And so I said, you know what, he may have something. And like he said, he was working out at Effect Fitness and they were, and that's where India, that's where I saw you in, in uh, Piedmont. Yeah. Having group runs there on mm-hmm. Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. And so he was running there and I entered him into his first 5K uh, in October and he ran a 21-23. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, and, and so later, like, oh, I see what I'm working with now. <laughs> and so later that December, uh, December of last year, he said, Dad, if we can find a track team, I would love to train with the track team. Mm. So we found a local track team here in DeKalb County and found an amazing coach who is fundamentally sound in teaching them the right way to run, mm-hmm. right? You know, in terms of let's find your right distance. Let's not put these young kids on pavement. They train in grass and on the track, save their knees and save their back. Um, he trains them in all type of locations. So we'll be at Panola Mountain, running through trails, running uh, up tons of hills. We train at uh, the horse park. Mm. They run in the horse park area. And then we spend the other time on the track and that's where they get their speed work in. Um, but he's an, he's an amazing, amazing middle distance coach. Nice. Oh, that's so Michael, good. tell us a little bit about your, do you remember your first run with your dad? No, I remember. I think I do. Or the earlier, just the earlier years. Can you compare, or not years, but the earlier runs, can you compare kind of how it was when he was pushing you versus how it is now that you kind of, you like it? Like, tell us kind of what those runs look like now. So um, now, well, before I really got into running, uh, he would really push me. I was probably like around like a 10 something pace. Mm-hmm. Now I'm kind of the one trying to push him, get a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. So, so India, he, so the, I don't know if you caught the last part. He said he'll drop the pace. Right. And he will. Right. So I, I think I can still get him in distances greater than a 5k. Okay. Cause you have that endurance. I have endurance. Yeah. But he'll, he'll drop the pace in a minute and then look back at me like, dude, come on. Like what you doing? Like bring, like bring it up. Are you still with me? You He's know. like, oh, I just dropped you, Dad. Yeah, I totally just dropped you. Yeah. So what's the pace looking like when he drops you, Sonny? Um, so he generally will get down into the low sixes. Mm-hmm. And and he'll he'll drop it. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of doing that that dad breathing. <laughs> where I'm not I'm not ready to, to relinquish it yet. I'm not ready to relinquish that crown. Uh, but he'll, he'll drop it on me and he'll generally drop it on me. The last, he'll wait till we're about a mile away from the car. And I know he will, right? And so either it'll be on me to either drop the pace first and see if he can hang on mm-hmm. and not wait for him, or he dropped the pace on me and I'm, I'm kind of left, you know, bringing in the rear. Got it. Got it. Okay. Is that how it is? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> You say you do it strategically, huh? You're like, I'm not going to let him show me up. (laughs) That's awesome. So what does it look like for you now in regards to training? How often are you training? Uh, Okay, so um, it can vary. So this week I train, I train Tuesday and this Thursday coming up, but maybe like before me on the weekend, I would train Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. And then also 
train Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Saturday and Sunday will be my long runs. Mm. But then when well, I'm trying to get back into it, like on my off days, I do like weight training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. So and so the, the the meets are on the weekends? Yes, most of the time it's on the weekends. Like the okay. on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Now is this and, and just to kind of confirm, so is this like just open meets or are you like a team versus team, like points meets, or how does this work? Team versus team. It could be open too. Okay. So I think this meet this weekend is an AAU meet. Okay. I was just about to say, is this more like an AAU group? Okay. AAU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. I will say this, um, Micah, it's, you know, myself, even with my father, I was, I love football. I'm from Florida. I love football and that's all I wanted to play. But my dad would push me to do other sports. And I'm glad he did because in the end, um, you know, I was not going to be a professional football player. (laughs) So I enjoyed other sports. So, you know, I'm not saying you won't be a professional basketball player, but it's good to, you know, when you're young, do Mm -hmm. other sports, you know, spread your wings. You never know what you might find out that you actually like. Right. Right. And I still have to get him up in the mornings, Tommy. We were out of town. Uh, we were in uh, Pigeon Forge. And so, you know, unfortunately, his, his dad is the assistant coach. So he doesn't get to just have vacation. He has to have, to have vacation and he has to run. Right. <laughs> Saturday when I got him up, he was like, Dad, you know, can I just have be on vacation? I said, you absolutely can be on vacation after this run is over with. Right. <laughs> enjoy enjoy the time so. oh man i'm gonna have right. to pick your brain up pick your brain about pigeon ford uh on another time because i've heard that's a great place for families did y'all have a good time oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that's good <laughs> yes that's good i know get you get, get the cabin, Go yeah. To cabin. yeah nice Gosh. so my what does it look like for you do you think you're gonna dibble more into longer distance running or you think you're gonna stay in that for right now that middle distance um distance for you so for me I think I want to say I'm gonna stay into like the middle distance but I think as my like endurance build up I may push a little bit to a long distance area okay okay and Makai what you will also find out is this run is gonna help your basketball you're gonna be out there shooting down the court not getting tired where everybody else you know leaning on their knees you're gonna be ready to go pass me the ball so trust Mm -hmm. me it's definitely gonna help you out good deal Good deal. Very good. Now, um, Sony, I want to ask you as a father, how does it feel when you see your child doing your favorite sport? Like, do, are you sitting? Are you sitting back, going, "Well, you know what? By 2020, something, you know, whatever, he might be Olympic ready." Or are you more of, <laughs> "Hey, we'll see what happens, Dad." <laughs> yeah, I think it's a combination of both, right? I mean, so I think for me, Tommy, when when you grow up as in a single parent household and it's just just your mom and you're able to share something with your son that's huge and then to see him grow and start to enjoy it right so it's not so much of a a pain for him as much as it is you know we do this together right and he was used to doing it together well he's asking me okay dad are you coming for the run when when his training groups when his track team is are doing their long runs he asked me, are you running with us? And so that's that's huge. Uh, don't know what the future holds for, but if he continues to love the sport the way that we love it for what it is, you know, I can I can I can get with that. I can be happy for that. Nice. 
Yeah. Now, before you get, before we got on air, you were mentioning how you try to pace the track scene. Tell us about that. What's that look like? And, and Makai, I want to hear your thoughts on what it looks like when he's trying to pace the track team. <laughs> so, so I have to pace, pace them in segments, right? So okay. when they're doing, like say for instance, if they're training for the 1600, mm-hmm. they'll do the 1600, but it's broken. So they'll do like an 800 and then they'll, then they'll rest and then they'll do the, the 400s, then 400s. Okay. So I'm strategically jumping in at the last 400 when I know they're tired. I know they're tired. And then I run because those kids are dropping sometimes. We've, we have kids that are running 800s almost at like at 205, mm-hmm. right? These are middle distance. These are, I mean, these are middle school kids, right? These aren't high school kids. These are middle okay. Right. And so these kids, I mean, like, like Micah time trial, he did a, um, a 521 for the 1500. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't run five anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to pace him and I almost pulled the hamstring. I'm still, it's still nagging. Right. So I said, you know what, let me stay in my lane, catch them on the back again. And, and pull and pull those kids in. That's what's up. So, Mike, does this sound right? Like, how are you when he's trying to pace you guys? <laughs> um, he, at the most part, he does okay. You know, he does okay. He tries to keep up a little bit, but you know. <laughs> you're telling your friends like, "That's my dad. Keep it easy on him. Keep it easy on him." Hey, hey, y'all, it's pops. Keep it easy. Don't hurt him. It's Don't pops hurt out him. here. <laughs> Don't drop it too much. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh That's man, awesome. that is great. So, Michael, what are you running this weekend? And this weekend's meet, what what do you have planned to run? So on Friday, I'll be running the three thousand and the eight hundred, and then on Sunday, I'll be doing the fifteen. Wow, that I mean, that's that's a lot for me. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I mean, that's that's a lot for a weekend. So, is it is it heats or do they just run finals um, and just go by time? Yeah, the last, yep, there you yes, go. Yes, okay. Yes. Add them all up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, heating them by times. Nice. So it's something that you look forward to now, Makai. It's like you're like, okay, I can look forward to a heat. I can look, not heat, I can look forward to a meet and I can look forward to practice. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Do you miss basketball at all? Or are you still trying to keep up with basketball? Or what's that look like for you? No, well, right now, I'm just all a track right now, but I do. Okay. I was like, I might scroll on Instagram. I see a lot of basketball clips and things. Oh. <laughs> Are you a Hawks fan? Uh, nah, nah. No? <laughs> oh! What? Oh, my. I'm not either, but I'm just saying. No? They in the playoffs. This would be the time to be the right? Hawks fan. Right? This is history. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> exactly. Who's your team then? Brooklyn Nets. Okay. Okay, are you bandwagon? Don't don't you tell me you're bandwagon. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, I, yeah, I it, it, it's, it's easy to be a Brooklyn Nets fan when you got three of the top players in the NBA on your team. Come on, man. So I, okay, so out of the out of the three top players on the Brooklyn Nets, who who's your who's your player? Kyrie, I think. You, you think you're on with Kyrie? You know what? I mean, I know we're getting off on a tangent, but I, I think the Brooklyn Nets going to take it. They look real. They're definitely coming out of the East. But, yeah. you know, I don't know who I don't know who in the West is going to be able to beat them. 
that 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 Utah Jazz team looks really good. Yeah, they do. They do. I don't know what's up with the Clippers. I I don't I can't understand why they can't get over the hump. But you know, <laughs> that's gonna be a challenge. Exactly. So, um, with the Olympics coming up, do you got do you have any favorite track stars that you're looking forward to seeing in the Olympics? Not really. No, I just want. He ain't got that part, Tommy. He ain't got that part. Okay, cool. As, as a matter of fact, I, um, you know, part of my team um, is in is in Salt Lake City and in Pleasanton, and I one of the girls on the team actually is from Portland, and oh, so nice. we had talked about going to the 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 track uh, for Portland, Oregon, for those uh, mm -hmm. meets, and so that's that's as I mean as the Nike headquarters. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, if we get a chance to, right, and we can get out there, that's going to be the goal. Maybe sneak in a couple of those, those Olympic trials and see what happens out yeah. there. Yeah, that would be definitely would be exciting. That would definitely be exciting. Yeah. Now, um, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, India. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I was going to say uh, to, uh, to, to Sonny, did, and you're very active in the community. Is there anything going on right now that you want to talk about or, or tell us about? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, like, like you and like India, I think my, my goals in terms of, it's, it's always simply to promote just health awareness, specifically for African-American men. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm constantly talking about numbers and, and consistently talking about, you know, the, the lack of empathy as it relates to our health, our mental health and our physical health. And so that's why I, that's, that's the only reason why I post, right? To show people what's possible. And, and there simply aren't any limits. We can't use time as a limiting factor, right? I don't think anyone gets up any earlier than I do, yeah, right? you get up, you're done before the birds even wake up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> any earlier than I do to pursue not just times, but for the benefit of saying that I can run with my son. I mean, I'll be 50 this year, mm -hmm. right? So... My, son, my goal is to continue to run with my son and for my son to say later on that I ran with dad and he maintained his health and his mental health and his physical health. Mm -hmm. And so continuing to push that is, is what my goal is and what my, I think what my mission is. That's that so sound, Yeah, that, that, that sounds great, especially coming, you know, I mean, we do talk about mental health and we do talk about physical health for African-Americans, but coming from an African-American male where in our society it is so, I mean, when, when you talk about going to the doctor and you talk to a black man, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to walk it off and put some dirt on it. I'll be okay. You know, we, we don't take care of ourselves as well as we should. And like you said, as an example, showing that, hey, I'm out here. I'm, like I said, you're about to turn 50 and you're still doing it. So mm -hmm. I, I applaud you definitely, definitely for that. As someone who is in that, that in the fifties myself, yeah. um, it, it ain't, it definitely is not like it was when I was in the forties. So <laughs> um, being able to keep it and stay consistent. I definitely applaud that. I appreciate it. And I'll, I'll tell you, Tommy and in, in India for full transparency, I went and I had a physical two weeks ago. Right. And everything was going well. And so I began to tell her that, you know, on some of these runs, you know, some of the times that seemed very easy for me now seemed a little bit labor. And so she said, well, let me, let me just get, you know, an echocardiogram and make sure everything's good mm -hmm. and put it up. And she said, you know, something seems a little irregular, you know, do you want to get it checked out? I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so they sent someone home, they checked everything. Something seemed a little, you know, irregular. And so she said, let's send you to the cardiologist. And, and, you know, as runners, we focus so much on our breathing 
you know when something is amiss, right? Mm -hmm. Time with yourself and you know. And so when I went to the doctor and he says, man, as an avid runner, we see some of these anomalies happen with runners, right? Because there are certain part of your heart that may be a little bit larger that's responsible for pumping a lot of blood and oxygen in and out of your body. He says, man, you're fine. You are fine. But I would not have known that if I had not have gone to get checked, right? And so it's important as runners that, you know, we always think that we're the healthiest thing, people in the world. Go get checked. Mm. And tell my brothers, mm -hmm. go get checked. Do a Father's Day gift to yourself and your family. Go get checked. Know your numbers. Yeah, exactly. Um, that that's that's great to hear. I'm glad you're okay, of course. Um, and I'm glad that your your son is seeing. Hey, when something's wrong, go get it checked out. Don't don't just sit on it and you say, ah, I'll be okay or or brush it off. You know, go go get checked out. I, I must admit, I was not someone that went to the doctor until that little face of mine showed up. Um, you know, all of a sudden you're like, hey, I really would like to be around to see so and so do this and do this. So I. I I, I ain't gonna lie, I've probably, I've always had health insurance because I've always, you know, my dad was always like, hey, first thing you do when you start a job, sign up for whatever the health insurance, sign up for it. So I've always had health insurance. Yeah. I could count on my ha one hand how many times I probably used it before Trey was born. So gotcha. definitely since then, I have, I'm definitely think about it more and, you know, think about my checkups more. Luckily, I work for a company that brings the nurses into the offices and does a, a yearly health check kind of thing. But yeah, it's definitely something we, we have to look at. And like you said, as runners, we think, oh, I run. I can, I can run 10 miles. What are you talking about? I'm in great shape. Yeah, you can run 10 miles and then at mile eight fall out. You need to, you know, make sure you're okay. That's for sure. That is for sure. Well, that is definitely powerful. And like you said, you are up early in the morning to get it in, making no excuses. So keep doing the thing. And Makai, I just say congratulations to you too to pivot from basketball to to track and, and running in middle distance and just learning a new love about it. And I'm sure that it has probably been helping you to process through this COVID time as well. I'm sure school has been very different and everything has been different on that front and is something that we all have had to adjust to. And it seems like you have adjusted well from what we can see from our end. You have adjusted well and keep dropping dad. He gonna try to keep keeping up with dropping dad. <laughs> I am. You know I am. I am not. I am not relinquishing that title easily. Right, Sony. I I know, and I say that because I'm like I know he gonna keep trying to push. He, he trying to work. He work on that hamstring every night before he go to bed, trying to make sure he's good. Hey, sharpen each other. Yeah, make each other faster. That's what you gotta do. Definitely. Uh, I can't wait to talk to you when you're in high school, and you know, Dad not even Dad won't even come run with you no more. He's you know, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm on the sideline. Yeah, I'm gonna I run. Got your, I, I got you know your hydration. I, I got some work to do, but I'll run after you know after I'm finished. He don't want to run with you no more. You you know today. He'll start he making excuses why he can't run. Yeah, he can't run with you no more. He gonna start making no. excuses. So he gonna have to stop watching. That's it. Stop watching water. I got you. <laughs> hydration, hydration. That's what you yeah, so we look we look forward to that day. But you know, guys, yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to speak with us. Father and son, happy awesome. Father's Day to you, yes. uh, uh, Sony. You know, um, what, do you got any? Wait a minute, hold on, Sony, get out the picture. Hey, Mike, what what do you get him for Father's Day? <laughs> Tell him to close his ears so we, we can't hear. He can't hear. Tell him to close his ears. Whatever. Better get it, and it better not say a tie. I swear to God. <laughs> 
I'm gonna no I'm going I'm give him the money and the picture for what I want. <laughs> that's the way to go, though. <laughs> that's how you make sure you get what you want. There you go. <laughs> no, and, and Tommy, to you, Happy Father's Day, and and Andy and Tommy, thank you very much. I I appreciate you all giving us the opportunity to talk about what we love, and um and just share you know, with, with your audience. So I absolutely appreciate that. Of course. And next time y'all go to a fit fitness, tell Reggie, I said, hello. I went to middle school and high school with him. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's his trainer. Yep. <laughs> so tell him India said, Hey, he'll know who you talking about. <laughs> that was good. All yeah. right, guys. Thank you very much. And y'all have a great one. Okay. You as well. Yeah. Take All care. Right. What a great conversation. Oh my goodness. They are amazing. And it's just yeah. so good to see them out running and doing their thing. Yes, indeedy. Yes, indeedy. So uh, I know you're going out of out of the country, but before you do, if somebody <laughs> want to get in touch with you, how would they do that, India? Yes. So you can definitely um, hit me up at milesfromindia.com. It's my website if you're interested in coaching or finding me anywhere else, definitely there. But my Instagram is I underscore of underscore indigo, E-N-D-I-G-O underscore runs. Um, and of course, on my YouTube page, it is Miles from India. And you can get me at Thomas W. Mitchell, the number two at gmail.com and at tmitch68 on um, Instagram. So uh, I, I will, I guess we'll see him in another two weeks. Will we be back? Yes, we will be back yeah, in another we'll two weeks. we'll be back. <laughs> I'm going to see y'all in another two weeks, but we're going to see how the episode will run. But I'll see you guys. <laughs> All right. Have a All good right. one. Peace. All right, peace.